everybody. Welcome back to another podcast of No Regrets Marriage. And this is a sort of a special one. It's an anniversary celebration, not the anniversary of the podcast, but <laughs> uh, the time we're recording this, it is our 39th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, sweetheart. Thank you. Same to you. That's my wife, Carla, by the way. She didn't. Oh, I didn't say I'm Johnny Morton. I'm Carla. My wife, Carla, is across from me right now. 39 years, not one of those sort of, you know, the big no. 25, 10, 25, 40, 50, but... A.K.A. not a big gift. I can think I remember back to when I thought 39 was old. Oh, we thought you were probably dead when you've been married that long. No, I'm not even talking being married. I'm oh, saying... Oh, you meant the age. 39. Oh, okay. Being 39 was old, and the, the realization that we've been married for 39 years is... Staggering. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It just sort of goes, we're old. Yeah. Let's not say that. We won't go. We We are seasoned. We are seasoned. We are seasoned. And uh, hey, in this day, in the state of marriage in this country, I think 39 years may not seem like a big one, but man, it is an awesome celebration that we can have because of what God's done for us. All right. Uh, This is sort of one of those that we're going to see where it goes and as we go back and just think about, boy, what are the things that God's taught us in 39 years of marriage? So it's sort of like sometimes it'll be a trip down memory lane, and other times hopefully we can share with you some of the things that God's taught us that I hope will encourage you. I hope it'll give you a, a sense of hope of what God can do with two people and really just a sense of wonder of this incredible relationship of marriage that God created. So, Carla, I guess the sort of one thing, if we had to think, what is the biggest surprise just about marriage itself? If you had to come up with something, what would what would yours be? I think the biggest surprise would be it was a thousand times harder than I thought it would be and more challenging. But it's also a thousand times sweeter on this day, this anniversary. Um, Because of some of the waters we've walked through, because we have forged through hard things, and because today I can look at you and say, I'm so grateful that you chose me and that we have chosen to stick it out. Because not just sticking it out, but to absolutely flourishing to a place today that I get more of the idea of the oneness of a couple. And that's something that it does take, it sort of takes a lifetime to do, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, catching on the word forge is, that's part of our tagline, you know, forging a marriage to flourish through the seasons. Uh, Forging and, you know, that whole illustration came from that, heating and banging metal to make it stronger and useful and lasting. And, you know, God's definitely done that. If I had to think going to what I think the biggest surprise, just not only just some crazy things like how long it takes you to get ready and what all those, you know, like how long get, it takes get, women my to hair get makeup. ready compared to, but yeah, all that mess. Um, oh, those are little that's surprises. That's a surprise? Okay. I think the biggest thing is, and I'm going to echo Gary Thomas here. I was listening to 
one of his watching one of his videos. I think it was from the Sacred Search video series, and he talked about one why God wants Christians to be equally to marry other Christians, and it's this idea that probably God has used our relationship and my relationship with you more than anything else to transform me, to sanctify me, to show me those areas that I am so unlike Jesus that he wants to mold the character of Christ in me. You know, I've said it before that I never realized how selfish I was. I never realized how prideful I was and so many other areas of just weakness that God just brought to light in our relationship. And that probably more than anything in my life, he's used us to try to mold me. And it hadn't always been easy. I know it's been real cooperative. No. But that's probably one of the biggest surprises. I didn't realize how much marriage was going to do that to me. And I think, and we've said this on a lot of different podcasts in different ways, that I think the reality is for believers that that's probably going to be people's story. Just And it may look really different than ours, but in the sense that the sandpaper we are a lot of times in each other's lives, and we're like the big mirror that won't go away, that should be illegal to look that, yeah. you know, that magnification of everything in our lives. But I guess to me, that piece is, you know, one of the pieces that I wish maybe I'd have understood a part of that. Maybe I wouldn't have been so shocked and fought against some of it if I'd have understood sort of the why of marriage, if you would. But I also think part of my surprise, if you would, is the depth that comes out of in the intimacy that is forged when you do walk through those hard places. When we let God allow the other person and the the places that it's hard, you know, where we're we're frustrated with one another, we're, you know, we're at each other, and that God ultimately can use all of that to get us to a sweeter spot. Yeah. Uh, it just reminds me of, you know, think of Zach's that life verse of his, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. Hey, God works all things. Yeah. And learning to really trust him to do that. And, you know, we've said in our story before, so you, people know a lot of the hard things that we've been through. And if you haven't, please go back and listen to the beginning of our podcast series. Um, what's been, if you think back, what's been the funnest, happiest, fun things that, if you had to think of a few things, hey, what are some of the things I could not imagine that being this good? Oh, wow. Okay, being this good. Um, good, happy, however you want to okay. say that. Okay, well, I guess in a way, you know, one of the things that for some reason I am, for those, most of you probably listening don't know me that well, but I'm a real A-type personality, kind of a choleric, kind of a go-getter type one on the Enneagram. And so I thought I'd sort of had an idea of most of my life trajectory, which really went like to the left, to the right, never in the direction I thought. But one of the things I never thought past was I kind of thought getting married, having kids, loving being a mom, loving those years of the children and all that. I never thought to this season much. I have no idea why. Maybe I didn't think we'd make it. I don't know. But when I think about, quote, empty nest years, years that you've put a lot in your marriage, 
I think I'm shocked at how precious and awesome this time is. I mean, I dreaded it when I realized it was getting close and the last one was going to leave because I couldn't imagine that because you weave this story with your marriage and your family. If well, you I mean, have you think about it for 25. No, no, 30 years. 30 babe, years. From okay. the first one oh, to the right. last one going to college was 30 years. Yeah. So I just, I dreaded kind of that and I knew that was another life change adjustment. I never imagined how awesome this season is. So I'm surprised by that. If you just said, Carla, I would say surprise. No, no, I'm surprised. What's the? What are some of the happiest and best? Oh, that—that's what I'm saying. This Uh, is some of the sweetest, most enjoyable, happiest sort of fun things. I think honestly. So if you're listening and you're like, "Well, we're not anywhere near that," I'm hoping if you're in parts that are drier and harder, you say, "Wow," but. This doesn't mean this is this way forever. This doesn't mean that we don't walk in a different place in a different season and time. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, right, I'm going to say in the last years, the empty nester area has been really sweet. Okay. What about you? If I had to say, I would say, I think the thing that has brought that I, I didn't think about when we first got married, because obviously not knowing anything. Else, I don't know, just the importance that our family and has been. Oh, yeah, family, yeah. And and just everything around that. And I think of so many of our best memories, they're gathered, yes, with our immediate family, but just around our extended family. Yeah. And brothers and sisters and cousins and all those other people. And just from vacations and holidays and Christmas and even in the times of the hard things and losing Zach and when our friend Tommy died and just that that family that God surrounded us with to really help carry us. So you calling that the happy time? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking of the joy that family <laughs> the deep has seated, brought yeah, to yeah. our lives. Well, and I think so we would say to somebody listening is... Again, build those strong connections. And I realize somebody may be listening and saying, I don't really have that with my family. But maybe you maybe you have it on one side of the family or the other. Maybe what becomes family are these incredible friends that you build strong relationships with, other believers that are walking life with you, whether ahead of you in age, which yeah. is also really cool, or with you about the same age. Because that is that's an extension of the joy and doing life together. And man, we need that. We need people to do life with us. Yeah, you mentioned friends, and yeah, there are some friends we have that would throw in his family. Oh, absolutely. We consider them that and that is, and that's just been one of the greatest gifts that God's given us. And and you know, I know there are times that Couples, you feel alone and isolated and just really pray that God would surround you with people that you can lean on throughout life and both in celebration and in times of hard. Yeah, and I think that idea of, you know, like you said, family, friends that may really be in that role to really bring great depth and joy into your marriage. So the idea, if you don't have that, then you you want to probably think about being intentional about trying to build some of that as a couple 
Are there other places, other people that you have in your life that can can be a part of it that would bring great joy and strength and, you know, all the benefits of that? Okay. Um, what about... I'm always a little scared when he makes this deep pause. I never know where he's going. I told you we're winging this. Um, When you think back 39 years, hey, what are the tools? What are the few things that we've seen? Because we've tried things that haven't worked. What are the things that you think have made the most positive impact in our relationship and helping us to really grow, and especially in growing intimacy? Well, I think for me... It was a blessing, and again, I realize everybody may or may not have this, but it was a blessing that when I did marry, my mindset was resolute. I believed that I was marrying for life until until death parted us, and that I truly believed. Um, I I think in there a way— There were times in the middle, though, that yeah, you questioned that. Yeah, I did, and, and but, but meaning if you have that going in— that is beneficial. If you go in with the mindset, uh, maybe until it gets so bad that I don't want to stay, guess what? It may get so bad you don't want to stay at times. But again, the resolute mindset was really helpful. So I think that early on, I remember um, pieces where people would say things that sort of stick. I remember we were early on married in the, I mean, no, we, I don't even know if we were getting married or had just gotten married. Maybe we were engaged. And a, a couple teaching like young adults, young to be married couples. And one of the things they talked about was the sandpaper concept. Mm. And that do not be shocked when you get in. I know, but, but it stuck with me. Don't, get, don't be shocked when you get in there and you end up rubbing each other in ways that hurt and are painful and are taken off the hard edges. This is what God is doing. So there were some pieces that I was getting, not tons of it, but pieces of it. Um, I think, as you've already said, the, the concept of at some point in our marriage, not even totally early on, I began to understand that God's purpose in marriage is to sanctify us. Yes, we will enjoy and can enjoy the sweetest benefits and joy of one another as partners in this life in what we call marriage. But the reality is, as two believers, God's going to work in and through your marriage. And sometimes it's sweet ways, sometimes it's stretching harder ways. So I think that was beneficial. And then honestly, when we went through to counseling off and on throughout the years, we've been a couple of times, we've referenced that, we wholly support that. It is honestly... It is unwise to struggle and not get help. It makes yeah. no sense. So get help. We did, and we had people look at us and say sometimes things that were hard, but they were speaking truth. And as we began to let God peel back our eyes and take the layers of maybe I'm blinded to this off, then we could make changes. I thought one thing, I was talking to our son Kemper the other day, and he sort of just made a comment. We were talking about something, and he said one thing that he says he thinks he sees in a couple of friends of his is they don't have this sense that, hey, going to marriage counseling, going to marriage coaching is a stigma. They don't. Oh, they no, don't they anymore? Don't. And this, that this generation, that they actually see that as a part of, well-being. So that that's is a good thing. Awesome. If that that's is sort be- of a change, I think. Yes. And if that's happening, 
That is, thank you, Lord. I mean, that's great because that was really, if you would, saving for us in a lot of ways. In a sense, we were resolute to not walk out on it. But the problem was we got stuck at points and we needed somebody to help guide us, to help us rethink what are steps to move beyond this. And this is part of what we're trying to do with our coaching ministry. Sometimes seasons are hard. We'll put a plug in. We're fixing to do a series um, on the seasons of marriage. And so we've been working through that. And y'all, the reality is our marriages don't just go spring, summer, fall, winter. Our marriages may cycle in and out of those seasons multiple times through a long marriage. And the point is, how do we move and stay in the spring and summer of our lives? So when you get in a fall, winter, do what needs to happen so you move on. All right, let me answer that because I said, you know, asked you what are some of the tools, tools, Sorry, truths, I got long. whatever you did. Um, that's no, I'm used to that. It is my anniversary. <laughs> yes, it is. Happy anniversary again. Um, hey, P.S. No gift, people. All right, go ahead. I think that I think one idea I can remember this, and this is through a counseling session, and I may have mentioned it before. <laughs> Are you going to make me sound bad? Normally, they did. No, not at all. This is on me. Um, that whole idea of where Peter says to treat women as the more precious vessel. Oh yeah. That idea of, and that goes right into that idea of cherishing that we've talked about. We love that word. And it took me a long time to understand how to cherish you the way I should. And and one of the big things was that concept that you are this precious vessel that God's given me the privilege to take care of. And that concept and the idea that how am I treating God's daughter were just incredibly sober. And it literally changed the way I looked at our marriage and how I look at you. And the other thing, I think it's almost something that we've started practice in these past years. Yes. And that's the whole, what we came up now calling the safe method. And there's a podcast on that not long ago. Yes. You haven't listened. Go back and listen. Yeah, Go back and listen. But that is really transformed how I respond to you when you get mad at me. That Which suddenly, still happens. Yeah, and, and that's part of where both of us have grown, where before we might have been stuck in this criticism and going back and forth and me, stone, you know, defend, all of that, this fear dance that we get into. Now, because of the way you do, and you've been able to say, hey, when this, when you did this, when this happened, this is the way it made me feel. Man, I don't get defensive anymore. It's allowed me to look and see and understand you and understand what you're feeling and think, I may not have felt that way if the same thing happened, but I don't want to do anything to make her feel that way. Yeah. That's, it's it's sort of crazy because that's really just something that in the past three, four years. Well, and that, that again, hopefully, again, depending on where you are in your marriage journey, hopefully gives you encouragement to say, man... Maybe you're 10 years in and you're learning some of these tools and you're like, okay, we can start doing that. I can see where that might help. You'll be light years ahead of us. You'll get there faster than we got there. Because again, tools, mechanisms, plans um, in the sense of how do we deal with where we are? How do we move forward? Those are all really wise. Okay. So as we start to wrap up Mm. this... uh, anniversary podcast uh 
Hopefully God's going to give us, I don't know, I'd love to hit. We're at 39. Mm-hmm. God, 50 close. Let's go 75, maybe. 75? I think I'm 100 years old. I don't think you're How cool would that be? Um, I'm going to look terrible. Okay, okay, all right. But maybe we just keep doing podcasts. I still think you're beautiful, sweet um, Nobody will know. <laughs> I know. The podcast at 100. That'd be, be like, kind of cool. They'd be like, their voices hey, sound really, yeah, exactly. All right. What spiritual truth... You get one. What spiritual truth has God taught you that's made the most, I don't know, made the most impact? What is the one thing that you look and say, God, thank you for teaching me this through marriage? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. But if I have to go with one. You just get one. That I thought you were to, quote, sort of meet my every need, do what I wanted, do what I needed, be what I wanted you to be and the way I wanted you to do it. And God had to teach me, sort of in a hard way, that only He would ever satisfy my soul. And that in Him, I would have everything I needed. And then I could overflow to you. But if I'm looking to you to be my everything, to never disappoint me, to never hurt me, to never whatever... It's not going to work. No human being can ever do that for another human being. We wish they could, but we can't. We will we will let somebody down. So that was a deep, freeing truth for me. Okay. What's yours? If I had to say, I think it goes back, and you sort of mentioned it at the very beginning, but it's that whole idea of a man shall leave his mother and father, shall cling to his wife, and the two become one. That somehow when God had creation in mind and he was going to create men and women, that an integral part of that was marriage. And it was if God knew this life that they live on earth is going to be hard, and I want to give them someone to go through it with. Mm. I want to give them not just a friend, not just you know someone to talk to and, but I want someone that is going to be one with them. And he has so taught me, because I know in the past there were things that I would, and you know, and you've shared that, that I would hold back from you. Sometimes it'd be, well, I want to protect her. Sometimes we protect myself. <laughs> I think more than anything else in these last years, we had glimpses of it when we went through those hard things with Zach and Tommy and other times in our lives. But I think almost like going back to what you talked about, how sweet this time has been since, you know, Cole left <laughs> off for since college. Our children no, left. We're not saying it's good because you're gone, Cole. But we just that them. idea that he has done more in forging that oneness. And I see it as this incredible gift <laughs> that I don't have to walk alone. Man, one, I've got God that's walking with me. But not only that, he has fused this incredible woman into my life and that he wants to make us so much more as one than we ever could be in our own. And knowing the the strength and the encouragement and the love that you give me, man, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Well, that's a very happy anniversary. I love you. Thank you. You too. With all my heart, I love you. If you're listening and you just threw up, it's okay. Um, but but again, if you're listening and you're thinking, man, 
that's sweet, that's awesome, but I ain't there. Do not, do not give up. Do we not have been, be, yeah. we have been in incredibly hard places and low where places. we wanted to throw the towel in. Yeah, and God preserved us, and, and He can he do can. the same with Absolutely. you. Absolutely, you. Everybody has a redemption story. Some are more, ah, you know, than others, but it's true. And the harder place you're in, the greater the story can be. Yeah. Man, don't give up hope. Don't stop forging. Man, keep pushing. Lean into God. Love each other in a way that you could not imagine. And man, God can create something that you can celebrate in the same way that God's allowing us to celebrate us. So thanks for being us. Thanks for helping us celebrate our anniversary. Uh, Maybe we'll get to that 75th one, we hope. But we just say thank you. Carly, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Keep forging. Keep on forging, folks.